Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello. Welcome to our catch up. You're invited. Oh, you are. And we're glad you're here. If you are enjoying the shows that you've heard across the week, Emma Isaacs being one of the highlights, please make sure that you rate or review our podcast. And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, it just means that every kind of chat that we have, and we have a lot of different ones of them with really cool people between us, between you guys, our posse. Um, it just means that they will arrive on your phone without you even having to lift a finger. Yep, not a finger. Well, no, no, no. One finger one time to press the button to subscribe and then that's it. Yes. So one single finger one time only. This is uh, where we just talk about what's going on in our lives. I want to share a story about an ex-spotting that happened in the most unusual timing and the craziest circumstances. And it just makes me wonder, why do things like pop up in your life at Mm. particular times? Far out. Okay, I'm interested in that because you're someone that never really sees, speaks to, or has that much to do with an ex. Anything. Yeah, so that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah. Huge. Bizarre. Huge. Okay, Happened okay. over the weekend. Feel it. Huge. Huge, mate. Haven't heard it. I'm intrigued. Uh, also, I want to talk about the fact that I've completely disassociated from my family. Dis- I'm not estranged, but I <laughs> I came. I'll need, to ta- I'll need to give you. Can I just start this? Sure. Okay. So, guys, guys, guys. I came I'm from. A, I came from. She's eating sardines over there, which I think. I came from an enmeshed family. What do meshed mean? And what do you mean by disassociate? Okay. So I went back to therapy this week, right? Um, I had a little break after we lost our jobs. I was like, can I really afford to be going to Gwendy to Tenor Pop? Um, and I also just had like a little bit of a break. I'd been working really hard with her on a, um, a few different things um, and had probably a break of about six months of going to um, therapy when up until that point I was going pretty consistently, like pretty, I don't know, every like – at one point every week, every couple of weeks, and then it kind of faded out to about every three to four. Um, so went back to her and it was a bit of a touch base because I hadn't seen her in quite some time. And obviously, That's a large touch base, isn't it? Oh, so much. <laughs> and also so much has gone down because mm. she goes, now, what's been happening? And I'm like, shit, where do I start? I'm mm. like, mm, gone through a breakup. I moved house, like got fired. I've had to start, you know, so now I have know, about 85 jobs. She <laughs> didn't know any of that? Um. She knew about the breakup. No, she did know about the firing, but that was like towards the end, like coming into the break of seeing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also, I don't know, I think you need therapy at different times for different things. Like at that time, 
I didn't want to be speaking to somebody about losing the job all of the time. I needed that time just to be in it and feel it a bit, I think. Mm-hmm. And now's the time to, I feel like, a little bit on to kind of go through and process other bits and pieces. <laughs> and not just that, but like the breakup, all this other stuff. And the reason that I actually started to go back to her was because I um, had started to have these dreams, these nightmares. Remember that I spoke about a few weeks ago, we'll pop the link in show notes. These nightmares about my ex, which I was like, this is weird because I'm not dreaming. I'm not thinking about him. I'm not missing him. But it's a lot about his mum that I never heard from after all this kind of stuff. So that's when I started thinking, nah, there's something, there's stuff here. Like I haven't, I need to know how to approach this. So that was the initial reason that I went. So I'm anyway, I'm filling her in, blah, blah, blah. And she's going, oh, yeah, great. God, a lot's happened, hasn't it? And I'm like, yep, never a dull moment. And then she goes, so how's your family? And I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're fine. Anyway. And then I started talking about something else, which for her was interesting because so much of the work that I had done with her, not initially going, initially I went for my drinking, but so much of that came into play with my family dynamic, the way I was raised, the, the dynamic of my parents that had split up, that started seeing each other, all this kind of weird you know, stuff that you don't go initially or even have any inkling that might need to have some kind of conversation or work around. But so much, I would say 80% of our sessions were around my family stuff, my family mm-hmm. life or, and, and working through a lot of that kind of stuff and really looking at the way I um, associate with my family and what I've learned, especially from my parents. Which is really normal for the beginning of totally. a therapist relationship, I would have thought, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of that, you know, so much happens as we're raised that we're so unconscious about you know start there yeah Yeah. um and it was I could see on her face she was surprised when I said oh yeah I kind of not brushed it off but I was like yeah they're good and then started um but I was also like I'm also wanting to talk about lots of other things not that like I've spent a fair bit of time and I feel like I'm in the right place with that Uh and there were a few times she kept going yeah kept trying to go back to the family stuff she was like yeah yeah because blah 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 with your family and I was a bit like oh yeah. I don't want it. Like, it's not in my top three. Like, if things are go- if there's some things that are going all right, it's probably that. And there were a few times she kept kind of bringing it back to that. And I said, to be honest, I don't – the family stuff is pretty good, Grenda. Like, I don't really need to talk that much about it. So goes, you're telling the therapist what's good? Yeah. And she goes, by the sounds of it, you've completely disassociated. <laughs> I said, I think I actually have. Because previously up until what this... Does, what do you and what's your understanding of the meaning of the word disassociated and what does she mean by that? Not being so hung up on every single thing that my family says and feeling like I need to fix it. Like literally up until about... Tw- is that what disassociating means though? Well, disassociating is like, like separating kind of. Right. Separating in a way where through my parents' breakup and then getting like getting back together, like this kind of stuff. Like I have been so... I'm not laughing at it, but I'm laughing at how uncomfortable. So in the thick of it where I'm like, I felt felt incredibly associated with their relationship. Right. Right? Where mum would say something... Because because it's... I I don't mean to interrupt, but it is interesting when you say disassociate, but you probably speak to your family now the same as everyone else which is why I wanted to point that out because it's disassociated for you but the amount you speak to them is probably the amount that a lot of people would speak to their parents which is why I asked because then when you said I was so associated with oh, their yeah. relationship 
or whatever. It, it, yeah, it's interesting to see that everybody obviously has different levels. Yeah, because it's more than just it was more than just the frequency I was speaking to them. Because I would speak to someone from my family at least once a day, mm. at least, mm. right? And especially because I was out of it, there was I think a sense of guilt and needing to be there and try and fix things. And because I'm the oldest kid, to try and be there for my younger sister, be there young for my younger brother. And when brother. you say when you say out of it, you mean out of the state? That's what I mean. Yeah, they all live in Victoria. I don't know, and I live in New South Wales. So um, I think yeah, there was an element of me being like, well, I need to because I can't be there physically to pop around and say what's going on. Let's go out for dinner. I would constantly be on the phone, constantly messaging, you know. And now I would speak to, oh, mum and dad, like individually once a week, if that, sometimes. And and for, as you say, for most people, that's like a, yeah, that's pretty standard. I could go a month without talking to my mum and dad. And I'm not saying one is good, one's bad, one's right, one's wrong. But for me, I'm just, it's a very different. Mm. So when I was explaining to Gwenda where I was like, this is like, a, I don't really want to spend that much more of this session that I've been really kind of looking forward to and I had a list of things that I wanted to kind of go through with her because it's been so long and I've had time to think about what is it that I really want to work on and kind of, um, you know, picking this up again, what do I want to develop? That's, and I'm not saying it's completely sorted, but I just had a moment where I was like far out allowing this space in between what was and she described it as an enmeshed family whereby what that means is when everyone grows up on the same level typically in a family you'd have your parents that are sitting up on this level Mm -hmm. and then underneath that you'd have kids Mm -hmm. so there are particular and not even just when you're young and when you're children but there are particular conversations whether that be about money whether that be about you know relationship stuff that that parents aren't involving kids in. Yeah. Whereas I grew up in a household and in an environment where that was completely and utterly normalised to the point where I thought it was completely normal up until about 12 months ago for my 20-year-old brother to comment on what money my mum spent on clothes. Like that was very normal in our household and in our our upbringing to be like, oh, your mum's done this. Uh, What do you think about it? You know, and, and then... Everyone has their their piece. The children. The kids then yeah, go, yeah. Mum, why'd you do that? And and it's so weird when you do something for so long and then you suddenly see, you suddenly see that something's a bit not right, or that's not a bit normal or that's probably not completely healthy, you know, whether it be a relationship that you've come out of or whether it be a friendship that you kind of, there's a bit of space and you can kind of look back and go, that wasn't really that great, like in that when you have that separation. Mm. I look back now and I'm like, <laughs> I can laugh at it because I'm like, lol, at how normal and how healthy I thought that was. Because mm. I just thought that's what, what, a, what a close family was. And I look back now and I'm like, my individual relationships with each of my family members are so much better and so much healthier and I speak to them so much less. And how brilliant that is. It's so interesting. There's a period of time that you should spend with your family and there's certain things that you should do with them. And a lot of people, I don't know, have painted a picture that that means you're less close or you're less whatever. And I remember when we started just getting to know each other that you certainly were very clear that you were in a close family and probably looked at mine potentially that it wasn't Mm. I remember feeling that quite strongly from you and thinking I was just kind of in my thing and I'd always had to 
I suppose, just explain my own family dynamic to myself. So it didn't really bother me what anyone fucking thought, to be mm, honest. Mm. But you were very strong in this is how a family looks. I think about it differently now. I think about it in a individual one-on-one relationship. Mm. I've got my own unique... Yeah, because you were very... Yeah, um, we're all this. That's what I mean. But yeah, that isn't yeah, a meshed yeah. family. I mm. didn't think about my family as four different people and me. I thought about it as this unit where we all have the same opinion and we all have the same thinking. And if you know, mum's done this, then we all think this. And if dad's done that, we all think that because that's the way I was brought up. Mm, mm. And I see that so clearly now as not being, that's not healthy. I think a lot of people identify that to be, you know, that kind of team mentality, that sport. It's, I think it's very Australian to just have this idea that you don't speak out of the house or, you know, whatever you're saying, we kind of, we don't mention that this person, say your sister and your brother, this is completely fabricated, but your sister and your brother hated each other. You know, you don't walk out of the house and tell people that. Mm. You know, and it's just, mm. it's just, and I'm not saying this is connected to your family, but it's just so connected to depression and anxiety where often people feel like if they tur- they're turning on their family yeah. to be yeah. themselves, yeah. to talk about their emotions, to express themselves individually, to be different. I know I certainly feel that with my family that... To be different is sometimes aching. It aches that I feel so different mm, to my mm. my family, and and it continues to ache at times because somewhere we're told, well, you just put up with whatever, you get on with what the rules are, and you move forward. Mm. It's it's very ingrained in us, much I think much more than we realise. But isn't it interesting? I think. It wasn't until the moment where I was able to be really honest and vocalise how I didn't feel close or I didn't feel connected or I wished our relationship could have been a bit different. Until that happened, I wasn't able to be in a better place with it. Like I remember in particular with my mum, and I know I've spoken about this at length, but for a really long time I felt like I can never. And we'll put all the mum podcasts in the show notes. We've done a lot of conversations around that. I can never vocalise to my mum and I would allude to things and write things in cards, you know, like I know we've had a complex relationship in the past. There was one Christmas where I wrote that in a card to my mum because we just kind of, you know, standard mother-daughter kind of stuff. She doesn't like to talk about her feelings. She's a massive avoider. She – and I wrote something in our car – in her Christmas card because I write always – you and I both do this – card people, write both mm. sides. Mm. <laughs> um, and I wrote something like, I know we've had our moments and, you know um, – you know, I've, I've always craved this kind of close relationship with you and it's nice. It was a positive thing and nice that we've been able to get through that and work through that a little bit. She didn't speak to me for like all like half the day of Christmas. She bawled her eyes out. She said, I can't believe you've written that. What do you mean we're not close? This real sense of denial of what reality actually was mm. where she knew, I think, well, I knew in my heart where I was, to say that out loud, to be like, oh, I reckon things are a bit complex and maybe we can work on that, that felt um, like really offensive to her. And it's like if you're not able to say that first, you can never – I could never push through and and I'm much we're much better off for it now. But there were years that went on where I felt like I've got to keep up this act of pretending how close we are because she's very happy in this denial land of pretending – that we're mega close and that our relationship's not strained and a bit complex at times. It's so admirable that you did that. And I think, 
you know, before we, we move on, I think it's really important. I too had a conversation across the weekend that I, I don't know many people would have had with someone and it is so hard to have it, but you've, you would have saved your relationship with your mum by writing that card. And I too think when you are really willing to invest in a relationship is when you will do that. It's interesting because I think often people will define that as you're trying to start trouble, but actually it's the exact opposite. And I, you know, I, I had to bring something up with someone very close to me that I 100% invest with that was incredibly difficult. And it was hard for me too, as it would have been for you to write in that card. But I think with family and really close people, it's even, it's just important mm. to be able to have the difficult conversations. And our generation have the education and have the support that our older generation didn't have so I think it's even more important that we do it because we do have friends or podcasts or you know articles we can read to to figure that out so I think it is I think it's a game changer and a relationship saver when when Mm. you do that and be Mm. the one to say we're coming into reality and that's Mm. okay this isn't perfect but we're coming here anyway yeah it's just it's nice to have that you know you hear it bandied around a lot and that um kind of idea of closeness and the way families look and we're all unique but then when you exist yeah but when you actually live it and you're like okay speaking to my family once a month versus every single day doesn't mean I'm any less close than old mate that speaks to her mum five times a day you know what I mean so just to read it so you know not many people are (laughs) It is, it just isn't. Yeah, nah. It's, yeah, so that was like a nice, yeah, a nice realisation and a nice, um, yeah, nice reminder if you have felt similar. Yeah. What did, what? If you felt similar. Oh, Like yeah. in that you're like, shit, yeah. I haven't spoken to my family, I'm a bad blah blah, or what does this mean? Nah. It doesn't have to mean anything because sometimes it can, seeing less or speaking less can mean more. Yeah, you got to work out what works. And I know my mum's not a big phone person, so you don't want to push it up a hill. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV, live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I have a story. It's been story time for me the last couple of weeks. Oh, no, I didn't know what was coming last week when you said I've got, 
I've just got an embarrassing story. Well, because usually I kind of have an inkling what you're going to talk about. I want to have. I want to ask the question, and and take us all back to that point. Might have been several points where you spotted an ex, and it was in a precarious and interesting time, and you go, "What are the odds? Like how?" Because I reckon so many of us have had that spotting, whether it's an ex or some, you know, ex-best friend or some crap that you're like, what are the odds that we are both here? Do you mean awkward as in like, I don't want them to see me here in this moment? No, no, as in like, how are we both running uh, into each like, other what is right it, now? Okay. Yeah, what not like, mean? oh, we're both at a club that we both went to every single Friday night for seven years when we were together and now we're both here again. Like, okay. when you run, you don't see them and you run into them maybe in Paris or, you know, some oh, random, yeah, like, okay. because it happens all the time. You're like, you'll never believe see, who I've the ne- hell I saw. I haven't had that. Yet. Well, I had been out of this relationship for goodness. I kept saying five years, but now I'm married and have been with my partner for a year and a half. So it would be, oh, goodness, seven and coming up to eight years. Eight years since and you've I, seen your no, ex? No, no, I'd seen him probably a couple times in that time. So, and very, very, um, very, very, uh, like just normal sighting so I was partnered him in a wedding for fuck's sake that is not a normal sighting no but it was arranged it wasn't anything (laughs) random about it we were both in the wedding we both had to be there and then another wedding and that was it that's pretty much it there's not been any other form of sighting communication nothing okay so I went to um, Melbourne a few weeks ago and my best girlfriends bought me a night away to Dalesford. And I love Dalesford, always have. There's some and it's something energetically about it. Apparently it's built on a magnetic rock, which is why a lot of ah. spiritual people end up there. I just well, that would make adore sense. it. So that was such a beautiful gift. And so off we went. We went to a really nice pub and had some nice food there. And yep. then as I always do when I'm with my girlfriends and we do anything away, you just sit there for four hours. Like we literally didn't get up. Got up, had a platter at home, went back out to eat. Just that's basically it. And then just had a bit of a sleepover. And that was really sweet. And then the next day we got up and a girlfriend of mine and um, her family owns a nice cafe uh, on the main street. And it was freezing cold and we were raining. And again, just the, you know, Monday afternoon, no one's around. It was like dead in the world. You know, everyone's at work. It's kind of freezing outside. I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll doze up and get a tarot reading. I haven't had one of those in a long time. So we were just enjoying ourselves. My girlfriend has a broken foot, so we couldn't really move anywhere. Just (laughs) talking about, we were actually talking about ex-boyfriends and hilarious bullies at school and just having a pretty big reminisce, actually, and laughing about the fact that it will be, goodness me, our friendship's almost getting up to 25 years. Yeah, so we've been friends for a very long time. Wow, that's ages. And so we just were having one of those, I don't know, we're not really reminiscing people because we all work in the same biz and we have plenty to fucking talk about. But I don't know, this trip was really different. We were talking a lot about where we were at, you know. My beautiful bestie is the mother of my um, my godson and, and she's just, you know, kind of creating her own family. My other best girlfriend is doing the same in her own way. I've just got married. There's just so much to just kind of reflect on. Mm-hmm. So as we sat there and we're speaking to one of my girlfriend's uh, my mate sitting across from me's eyes just kind of came out of her head. 
and she looks to the side and I'm, we're like, what the fuck? But you're in the middle of a conversation with the waitress and you're like, okay, I'll have But when it's and- your mate of 25 years, you not you read oh, yeah. every bit of somebody's she face. She went somewhere else. So we're talking yeah. and then we're like, oh, you know, how long have you been here? I used to work with this girl. And so we know it's so nice to see her. So we're giving her lots of time. By this point, we were on a cup of tea and cake because we'd already eaten, had three coffees. Like, we just had, were not moving. And then the waitress goes away and she's like, as in that's his name. Let's just call him. Let's call him Sam Wood. He's coming up on the show soon. Yeah. He was like, she was like, Sam Wood, outside. Sam Wood, outside now. Standing out front of the door right now, outside. I'm but like, who is Sam Wood? My ex. Oh, shit. Just standing yeah. at the door, out the front of the cafe, in a small town in Victoria on a Monday afternoon. How random. Okay, so talk to me about that moment. Initial, I lost my shit. No, I was going to say initial thoughts. Did stomach drop? Did you freak? You know how you get that feeling where your ears tingle a little bit? You no, know, when you're, it was like, it? it was so weird. I did not, my stomach didn't drop at all. It was like I had, I I was like one of those middle-aged mums that had just seen Fifi Box up the road. Like a star spotting or something. Like someone that you just never see. You were starstruck? No. It was more like you were like, oh, my God, that's that person. What do they look like in real life? Like, look at them. Who are they with? Oh, my God, this is what they wear outside of the TV. Or it was like that. Not starstruck, but I couldn't. I, my, I, I couldn't, couldn't peel looking? my eyes away. No, uh, and because it, his girlfriend was with him. Oh, interesting. And we used to, like, go to Dalesford a lot. And, and I was like, and the odds of seeing him within a month of being married, this is the person that I thought, you know, it was just bizarre. Okay, hang on. So talk to me at that moment. Had he spotted you? No. No. And so okay. he'd walked up the street. We yeah. were all laughing because we'd had this big reminisce conversation course, yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then he had walked back because when she had said that, we didn't particularly spot him straight away. So he away. walked up the street and the street's so like she's five seen metres him. long. Yeah, yeah, she's seen him and we're like, no, no, no. And then when he walked back, I was like, bullshit, there he is. And that's when I couldn't stop looking. Like, I was like a mad person that had seen a famous person. It was so like I didn't know him. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. so disconnected. I was looking at him like, how weird. And I could not stop staring. It was really strange. And then the waitress slash my girlfriend that came over, I was like, look, look who it is. It's Sam Wood. It's Sam Wood. And she was like, what the fuck are the odds? So then we were standing there. I was pointing. He spots me. Pointing. Pointing and like Fire. basically screaming like I've just seen One Direction in Dalesford, which we're kind of annoying because I was like, I'm not that excited to see you. But then at the same time, I'm just so mesmerized Mate, about he's probably what thinking, do you look like? What do you no, do? This is so weird. He'd be thinking the exact same thing about you. So wait for it. Then he gets into the car, which his girlfriend is driving. He drives out past the restaurant and takes a photo. Hang on. <laughs> wait. Just one moment for me to process that. He's oh, got his phone out. As a joke, like, was he smiling? Like, hello, Stacey, like, as he took a photo or what? Mm, I don't, not really. <laughs> no, that's so weird. This yeah. is so weird. This is also weird. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't know. And you were with got, this guy for eight years. We've got to track that photo down. Like, what? I would have looked like got, a paparazzi got, shot where I was like, I've got goosebumps, but in a weird way. Like, he could have at least gotten out of the car. Like, this is the man you thought you are going to marry and have babies with that you were with close to a decade and he couldn't even say hello? No, neither of us could. Oh, that's so weird. And, and I But you're not taking a photo of him. No, but I w- – absolutely. And I did think about that later. I was like, I have, n- I have no interest in speaking to him, even knowing – it was all really voyeuristic. 
like where out I was of like, body. Did it feel out of body? Like no, you weren't really. It felt like he was just an absolute. He was like a celebrity. It was like someone you feel like you know but that you, you see in public yeah, that okay. you don't. That's what it felt like. And I just kept saying to the girls, I couldn't get my head around it. They had very well moved on. And we're like, okay, this is, you know. I know you. And I, I know was, you three hours later. You'd be going, but what does this mean? Oh my why God. have I seen him now? And why have I seen him in Dallas? So this is supposed to be used to go to. And um, also, isn't but it Chrissy, free- do you have the answers to any of this? Because seriously. I think there are answers. A... The fact that it was in Dalesford, which is the place that was a special place for you guys. It's, let's not use the word special. Even that makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't know. This was an easy, you know, we, I, we were so young and we told ourselves that these were all the good things and the special things. And now I look at what actually means something and it's just a different world. I think if you're looking for meaning, this is the meaning I'm drawing. It's like, I think life every now and then just gives you little like little taps on the shoulder to be like, you know, like just little reminders where you can go, trollolol, like you're a stranger, you're looking at me like I'm a stranger, hence why I've taken a fucking random photo out of car window. Yeah, because and that's the me. thing that reminded me. They were such a um and I don't like to talk about it, like back in the day we spoke about them a bit, like that kind of relationship and, and that that situation I was in and I have I don't know where we if you've listened to all of the oldies, you would have heard me talk about the issues I had with being with someone that was in such a bloke rap. So did you get that sense when you were like, he's taking a pick for the boys? 100%. Yeah. 110%. And I was like, that is so... And that's why my girlfriends were like, gross. Like, it was just like exactly the same Mm. as you said. But I was still... You still get really... caught up in that because that was so my life for a long time where I would tell myself that stuff was really funny Mm. so like the old me kind of came up and went how hilarious and then after a while I was like that's not funny yeah I do it was so fucking dumb having said that though I did gawk at him like I had seen some footballer well you said he took you said the moment he looked at you you were pointing at him mate I was like I was literally like I had seen a celebrity like, and I don't even care about celebrities. You know that. It was just so strange. Yeah, no, I think that... It was so strange. I think the meaning of that is sometimes you just get these little flashes that you're, like, on the right path, even when you don't need them. I think they even mean more when you don't really need them sometimes. Well, oh. you're just like, ha, ha, ha. I told, I told my husband on the way home from the airport and he just gave, he gave it nothing. <laughs> like, he was like, anyway, how the girl... Like, it was just an absolute... Nothing. And it's so strange how you have this whole life and it's like it just has become nothing. It's really quite full on. That yeah. is how much things go. Go, Yeah. You let them go. You move on. You create new memories. You create and then it's gone. Like it's almost such, like into ash, thin air. Just it's gone. It's such a weird feeling. That's the number one thing. You know, I said I wanted to have a few things to work on with my therapist going back this week. That was at the top of the list where I'm like, I can't get past this eight years of my life, like basically majority of my adult life, feeling like it didn't exist and it wasn't real. Yeah, It's unsettling. And there will be good part, like as you're saying now, you can kind of have a laugh about Almost it. You move through years, it, you yeah, know, yeah. like. And I'm married. You know, you know you what I mean? It's so much easier yeah. to do when you meet It someone. changes yeah. and I'm sure it will change and it's not like it comes up all the time but there are certain times where I have these like, I don't know whether you had this when you were a little kid but sometimes you'd be like, what happens when we die? And you'd have this spin out. I think that's a lot of people's first 
initial dealing with what a panic attack or an anxiety attack is when you don't have an answer, Mm. right? And there have been a few of those moments where I'm like, was the last eight years of my life a lie? Mm. And it's a weird feeling. Because I want to say the answer that I think everybody wants to hear and that is, no, it meant what it meant. Like, you know, you'll always have those memories. But like you said, when you even said, wasn't Dalesford a special place? And I'm like... I don't define special as that anymore. It has become redundant. Mm. And I and I don't know if that makes me cold-hearted or if it means that I've just truly let go, you know, like but it had its purpose. It got me to where I am and I was supposed to be here all along. But I couldn't have got there without it, but it isn't what I equate to have it isn't what I equate the definition of special or no, I yeah, think that's a true different. letting go because it's mm. a letting go, not just of an old life and an old relationship. It's a letting go of your old self. Yeah. Because you are literally a different person yeah. now yeah. to when you were before. 100%. So for you to say, no, that's not special when it would have been special before is... And I think the gawkiness yeah, was like I was looking at my old life because I feel... And this is just an assumption that that person may had ch- have maybe changed less than me mm. and... And I, and I think that can happen sometimes with guys. Like, I don't know, that's my, probably a generalisation. But I definitely felt like I was looking back at my past. Yeah. And not just because it was a seeing him, but because he didn't seem to be that different. It's so funny when these people are like, yeah, I'm best friends with... And I'm like, I believe maybe now after this experience that if you are best mates with an ex or you're still friends, then you were always supposed to just be friends. That was the thing. That was the theory that I don't know. What was it? That it's like if you can be friends with the ex, you were never really in love. Or oh, no. maybe to get the friendship you needed yeah, to go through yeah. the fuck buddy phase or the relationship phase. But if you stayed, if you became, if you're friends after, that's probably where you were always supposed to be, obviously, because mm. that's mm. where you ended up. But I don't, yeah, if you... If someone was in your life you could for never, the love and yeah, that's it, yeah. then it does start to disintegrate. It was there a time where you past. ever where you ever thought you could be friends with your ex? I only told myself that because I found it very hard to leave and like mm. separate. So I think I told myself that as survival. Mm. But I didn't um, – I never – I didn't really think about it from a true – what the reality of a friendship would be. You know, I kind yeah. of told myself it could yeah. work. But then I just kept growing. Mm. I just kept growing and growing and growing. And then the idea of being friends with someone that I wouldn't be friends with if I met today, you know, like back yeah. then when I was thinking yeah. about it, I was like, well, I'm not going to go backwards. Mm. It makes me feel really, I just felt really pretty and bright all of a sudden, like feeling like how I literally blossom like a flower. Like I, as soon as that relationship, I was shed of it, I just shed and shed and kind of really found myself like I mm. and continue to but I just think about my goodness I, I kind of look back and was like well I wouldn't be friends with you now so yeah you know it doesn't really matter my mate, how much I grew my mates were talking about sleeping with the net with their exes recently did I do that I can't remember I and know. I just I just started piecing myself laughing they go what I just said the thought of sleeping with my ex is really funny because I just it just would no, I'm like, this will never happen. Like, it just and it makes, that note, me, makes me If anyone was ever wondering. Awkward. <laughs> I feel awkward. But maybe you just ended up, maybe you've, like, the, when you say it was a lie, you say it's kind of gone. Maybe you just it disintegrated or it happened that way quicker. Mm. And it's just, that's what you're dealing with, that it happened, it was gone so quickly. Yeah. Because I feel like that, to get over that relationship for me took a really long time. 
don't don't think it has to take that long for everyone. Mm. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, what if it was so random? <laughs> Took a photo. I mean, let's just leave you with that. I'm gonna search you on Facebook because I want to see that photo so fucking bad. Yeah, I don't think anything's gonna be online. Oh. Anyway, that's the last that we'll talk about. <laughs> because <laughs> I won't see anybody for another eight years. Bye, Felicia. Um, but if you have a story of a crazy spotting and you've got some kind of theory as to why you saw them then, we'd love to hear it because I have got an idea that the universe works in very funny ways and I would love to know. Maybe we should give a prize to the best story. Yeah, let's do that. We've well, got, we have Emma Isaacs. Yeah. yeah, Emma Isaacs from Business Chicks who founded that that was on the podcast this week, yes. the podcast channel. Go back if you haven't heard it. All right, so give us give us your answer. Why is it? Why do you think you run into an ex at a particular? Well, time? what's the best? We want looking for the best story of a random scenario and and what you think it meant at that time for you. We'll pop something up on Facebook today. The Thinker Girls is where you can find us. Uh-huh. Um, also at the Thinker Girls on Insta. Let us know. We'll keep an eye out. Oh yes, please do. It's been lovely, lovely going down memory line, yeah. hasn't it, Justa? If you like this, you can rate and review. Um, there's more details on how you can get behind this channel and support it via Patreon if you'd like to. It's as much as a coffee um, uh, if that's the way you're inclined and you've got a couple of spare dollars up your sleeve. That would be very much appreciated. But this podcast channel remains free and we love you. Yeah, we do. Catch you next time. Bye. If you love this podcast but you want to chat about it more, make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook, uh, that's obviously us, and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.